You are listening to The Music Room with Aileen Miracle. Hi everyone, this is Aileen and I'm really excited to talk to you today as part of episode 23 of The Music Room. Today I'm going to talk to you about ways to celebrate Christmas and other winter holidays in your music room. But before I dive into that, I just want to remind you that if you haven't subscribed to The Music Room yet in iTunes, then make sure to do that because that'll give you a notification as soon as another episode hits the airwaves. And while you're there, if you haven't left a review for the podcast, I would definitely appreciate that too because it helps other music educators find the podcast. All right, so we're going to talk about fun ways to celebrate Christmas and other winter holidays in your music room. I'm just going to go ahead and say that I'm one of those people, I really don't like to celebrate or to listen to any Christmas music or anything until after Thanksgiving. I'm just kind of traditional like that. I really want to make sure that I've fully celebrated Thanksgiving and then I'm ready for Christmas. Um, But, you know, of course, there, there are exceptions there. Like with my choir, we've been singing Christmas music since probably September because that's what you have to do when you have them once a week. But with my other classes, you know, without having a program or anything like that, we are, we've waited until just, you know, late November, early December to really dive into that. And just one more disclaimer, you know, as you're celebrating Christmas in your music room, you definitely want to be careful that you're not just celebrating Christmas. And a couple of reasons for that. We as educators have to make sure that we are not advocating for one religion over another. So to make sure that we are, you know, teaching the kids, educating the students about several different holidays. So whether you're talking to them about Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Diwali, whatever that is, making sure that students are learning about several different holidays, even if the majority of your students are Christian and are celebrating Christmas, I really think it's just really good for kids to know that there are other holidays out there um, with different customs, and you know, it's really kind of fun for them to learn about that. I have, um, for several years now, have played dreidel with my students, and they love it. And actually, my six-year-old Macy got a little dreidel from my sister-in-law over Thanksgiving, and she is loving playing it. So I just think it's really good for kids to, you know, broaden their horizons and raise their cultural awareness and acceptance of other people and other beliefs um, to, you know, dive into other holidays. So the ideas that I'm giving today, I'm really trying to cover more than just Christmas, um, and a lot of them can be applied to other holidays. All right, so the first way that I love to celebrate Christmas and other winter holidays is to have my students do a sing-along. So this has been a school tradition at my school since it opened up, which I guess was maybe eight or nine years ago that we opened up. And what we do is a few weeks before uh, winter break, which is coming up pretty soon here, I start teaching several different songs and um, you know some of them are Christmas songs so we might go over Jingle Bells and um, you know Winter Wonderland or Jingle Bell Rock, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you know those those fun songs and then we um, do a couple Hanukkah songs. One of my favorites is one called When Oh When that my friend Naomi Cohen taught me and I can link to that in the show notes because I actually have a It's a rather old blog post, but it's still out there and it has the notation for the song. It's just kind of been a tradition. I try to mix it up and 
change the songs every now and then, but my kids have really fall, fallen in love with When Oh When, so I just haven't changed it. And then another one that I really love is called Lots of Latkes, which is a three-part song. I will try to find notation for that as well and leave that in the show notes. And then I try to do a uh, Kwanzaa song or at least a song that celebrates African culture um, to honor Kwanzaa, which I realize Kwanzaa is not an African holiday, but it does celebrate African heritage. So like I said, a few weeks out, I start teaching them or, you know, some of the songs you don't really have to teach because all the kids know Jingle Bells. You might just have to teach them to not sing about Batman (laughs) or, you know, teach them the way the song is actually supposed to sound because, you know, the kids want to want to sing Hey instead of Slay. They want to sing Slay, Hey, you know, that kind of thing for Jingle Bells. So um, I start, you know, reviewing known songs and teaching some new songs. And like I said, I change a few songs every year for the sing-along so that the students are constantly learning at least a couple new songs. And then usually the week of the sing-along, which our sing-along is like right before the holiday parties. So it's like on the last day before break, half an hour before the winter party or the holiday parties start. That's when we do our sing-along. And it's a really packed gym. There are lots of people there. But it is super fun. And I project all the lyrics onto a big screen so that everybody can see. So the kids don't have to have their words memorized. Um, They just have to be familiar with the songs. And so, like I said, the week of the sing-along, we're pretty much doing like mostly sing-along during the lesson. We're going through the entire PowerPoint and making sure that students are comfortable with all of the songs. And then we you know, have, we invite everyone down and, and we perform and it's so much fun. Um, a couple things that I've noticed, the very first time I did a sing-along was actually at my previous school in the district. And uh, the first time I did it, I actually, I was um, co-directing it with another music teacher. And we realized afterwards that we really put in too many performances as part of it. So, you know, we thought, oh, we'll have the band play Jingle Bells and we'll have the strings kids play this and we'll have the choir sing that. And then it really turned more into a concert than it did it did a sing-along and it just didn't flow the way that we wanted it to. So I've changed it since then to make sure that it really is mostly a sing-along. But I do have, you know, a couple like little performances. So I have my choir lead the first couple songs And I try to make it so that like they're up on the risers, they lead the first two songs, and then they go back and sit with the rest of the class so that they can see the screen. Last year, if I recall correctly, even though I had asked everyone to leave space for them, it was just such a packed gym. They didn't have any room to go back and sit with their classes. So I don't remember if I just had them kind of like turn towards the screen and try to read the words, but I'm going to have to think about that for this year. Um, so sometimes they're leading the first two songs, which maybe they're singing one part and everyone else is singing another, or, you know, there's, if it's around, for example, the audience might start and then they follow in around or for lots of latkes, I've had the choir do the third part of that. But then other times, like I think this year, I'm actually going to have the choir just perform one song by themselves. They're they're going to do Jolly Red Nose, which is a really fun canon I found, which I can link to in the show notes. So I'm going to have them sing that by themselves, and then they're going to help sing the third part of Lots of Latkes, and then I'll have them sit with the audience and um, sing the rest. I have also had, like if I know I have a, a 
piano player, a student who plays piano well and can play some Christmas or holiday music for us. I've had a student do that as everybody's coming into the gym, which is really fun. So I still have some parts of it that are, you know, performance, more of a performance aspect, but a lot of it is a sing-along. I did have one family a few years ago that said they wanted to perform, like their, the whole family. It was like family and extended family of a child at the school, and I was super impressed by them. They were like, they sang a cappella, and it was you know, harmony, and it was really, really awesome. So I should probably reach out to them and see if they want to do that again because they still have a student at the school. So there are ways to kind of bring in more of a performance aspect, but you just might want to be careful to make sure that it doesn't become too much of a concert. Um, I think it does work well when it's more of a sing-along than a concert, at least at my building. If you want more information about... Uh, sing-alongs. I will link to a blog post I wrote about sing-alongs. And I also do have a set in my TPT store that's an editable sing-along set so that you can drop in whatever slides you want to use and just like really easily create a PowerPoint to project. All right, so I really love to do the sing-along. It's so much fun. So another way that I love to celebrate winter holidays in my room is just to play games. Now this could be for rhythm, for melody, for other concepts, and I'm going to outline a few of my favorite games for winter holidays. So I actually just played one with my first graders today called Reading with Santa. I guess it's more of an activity than a game, but it's a PDF that I put onto my smart board and you can just go to view and then full screen so it looks like a PowerPoint. And instead of reading flashcards, students were able to like choose a boy, a girl, or a reindeer, you know, just touch it on the screen and then it went to a four beat rhythm pattern with Ta and Titi. And if they read it correctly, they got some kind of present and in some cases it was like a stack of presents or a plate of cookies and a glass of milk or a stocking or something like that. And then if they didn't read it correctly, then they got a lump of coal. And it was a really easy way to practice reading rhythm, but just make it a little bit more interesting by having, you know, a holiday twist to it. I don't actually have that one in my store, but I am going to leave it as a free download if you go to the show notes. Again, if you go to mrsmiraclesmusicroom.com and then you select podcast and then podcast number 23, then there will be a link there for you to just click and download this game. It's just a cute little game. Another favorite of mine is I have games called Santa's Stuck. Some of them are rhythmic games and some of them are melodic games and I'll link to those as well. Those are in my TPT store. But the idea is that students have to listen to a rhythm pattern or a melodic pattern and decide which pattern it is. And if they do identify the pattern correctly, then they get Santa unstuck from the snow or the chimney or wherever he is stuck. And it's a really fun way to assess. I like to do this the week of my sing-along. So we'll do all of our sing-along songs and then we'll do some kind of movement activity, which I'll talk a little bit more about different movement activities you can do in a little bit here. But then I have students sit back down and we do some kind of rhythmic or melodic game like this. And it's a great way to assess because for me, the end of the marking period is when winter break begins. So it's nice to be able to, you know, throw in another assessment. All right, so I'll link to those as well. And then another favorite of mine is Christmas Carol Bingo. And that's also my TPT store and I'll link to that. And 
it's just really fun. I have a Spotify playlist. You get a link to a Spotify playlist that has a bunch of really fun songs that are just fun to listen to, regardless of whether you're playing bingo. And students get these bingo sheets. And when they hear a certain song, if they have that song on their bingo card, then they'll put a chip on it. And then, you know, just like with bingo, five in a row, they get a bingo. And, you know, you could hand out prizes if you want to do candy canes or whatever you want to do. But it's a really fun and easy thing to do with students, especially, like I said, right before break. All right. So way number three that I like to celebrate Christmas and other winter holidays in my music room is just to read a picture book. And there are lots of great picture books out there for Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, but I'm just going to tell you a few that I really love. All right. The first one is Feliz Navidad. This is such a fun and really beautifully illustrated picture book. And you could sing the song with kids or you could put on a recording of Feliz Navidad and, you know, just turn the pages. So it's, like I said, beautifully illustrated, but also has a really fun history of the song. And I believe of Puerto Rican traditions, Christmas traditions in the book. So definitely a great read. And I always love to do Feliz Navidad at our sing-along. So it's a great book to use. Another one that I really love is I have a 12 Days of Christmas pop-up book. And it's just gorgeous and just kind of fun to have you know, the pop-up aspect to the song. And it is such a long song that it just makes it, you know, kind of interesting. And as, you know, because it's a cumul cumulative song, you can keep, you know, turning back pages and going back to the beginning and then, you know, starting over. So that's also a really fun one. If you're looking for one that's not specific to a certain song, then um, I love all of the, there was an old lady who swallowed a whatever books, like, you know, obviously that the, the Traditional one is there was an old lady who swallowed a fly, but then like there's one called there was an old lady who swallowed a bell that's Christmas themed. For Halloween, I used there was an old lady who swallowed a bat, I believe. So I think they have pretty much every single holiday covered there with those books. And like I said, I'll link to those in the show notes as well. And then another book that I love is called The Sound of Kwanzaa. And I just love this one because that's a holiday that students really don't know very much about. So it kind of outlines the, you know, the foundation of Kwanzaa. And so that's always a cool one to read as well. So, and there are like, there are just really so many picture books out there and a lot of song picture books. Like I have one for Deck the Hall and I've had one for Silent Night. You know, there's a lot of different picture books out there. So, and like Frosty the Snowman and, you know, it's, kind of a fun way to present, especially with those wordy songs like Frosty the Snowman. It's a nice way to kind of put a twist on it. So um, makes it a little bit more interesting. And then instead of trying to just get through all of the lyrics. All right. Another way that I love to celebrate Christmas and other winter holidays is to just do like mixers, just fun movement activities, having the students have like ribbons and scarves and dancing to something like Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. And when I say dance, I really mean like they're just moving freely. They're moving creatively. So you might, you know, play the music for them first and just ask them or, you know, ask them to think about how they might move. And then they stand up and they get some kind of prop if they want, you know, depending on what you have in your room and you have them move 
creatively to the piece of music. It's always just kind of magical to have something like Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy on in the room and to see your students moving around the room with ribbons and scarves. It's really awesome. Um, and, you know, it helps get their wiggles out to you. There is a Jingle Bells mixer, which I believe Rob Amchin is where I learned it. He has a really cool YouTube channel. And it's just got this like double circle movement activity um, that I think is great for fourth and fifth grade. If you teach K to six, I think it could also work for sixth grade. It just gets the kids up and moving and, you know, adds a little bit of something to Jingle Bells because that one is sung so much. Um, so that's really fun to do. And then also, probably a lot of you have done this, the cup game to sleigh ride. So I teach the cup game with I've Been to Harlem. But it can go with really any song in 2-4 meter or 4-4 four, four meter. And it works really well with Sleigh Ride. And uh, I, I think if I recall correctly, and I can, I'll put the video in the show notes. But I think the video starts with the typical cup game. But then like during a B section, it goes to something slightly different. And then it goes back to the you know traditional cup game. So that's just something kind of fun and different to do with them especially if they already know the cup game and it helps teach about form and, you know, gets them kind of doing something a little bit different and gets those wiggles out, especially, you know, the week before winter break. All right. And then lastly, I would love to talk about performances. This is actually my 20th year teaching and I, I have done winter or holiday performances before, but like I said, for the last, I don't know, nine years, I guess, I've been doing uh, a sing-along the last day before winter break, and I've also done choir concerts the week before that. So it's not super stressful, which is nice, because when I taught my last district, um, I also taught music at a church, and I taught at a few different schools, like two or three schools. So I remember counting the number of performances that I had, and it was like at least eight or nine. It may have been more than that. And probably some of you are listening and nodding your head and saying something like, I have 15. Like, it can be really stressful as a music teacher. So I have kind of whittled that down, and I'm, I just do the sing-along and uh, choir concert, which is way less stressful. But I wanted to share some of the music that I really love to do uh, for my choir concert. So one of my favorites I'm actually not doing it this year, but I do often do it for my winter concert. It's called Christmas is Coming, and it works beautifully in a round, and it goes like this. Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat. Please put a penny in the old man's hat. If you haven't got a penny, a halfpenny will do. If you haven't got a halfpenny, God bless you. So it works really well as a round, and I can link to the song notation or either include it or link to it in the show notes. But I've also had students sing, God bless you, God bless you. Like half of the choir will sing that while the other half will sing, Christmas is coming. It's really cool. And it's just a beautiful route too. So that's a really fun one. One that my choir is doing this year is Christmas Canon. And this is the one by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And I can link to the music that I found for this. It's uh, the song that has Pachelbel's Canon underneath it. And then there are 
truly, the song is pretty much made of made up of three ostinati. So you can just split your choir into three parts. The first group sings the first part, second group sings the second part, third group sings the third part. It's uh, maybe I shouldn't say ostinati. I mean, it's like a longer longer than just like a four beat or eight beat ostinato, but it's just like repetitive parts that are just layered on top of each other. Really beautiful. It's one that I listened to it and, you know, my choir actually sang it last week and I got teary. Like it's just, it just really puts me in the Christmas mood. I absolutely love it. Another one that my choir is singing this year is Winter Fantasy. I'll link to that one as well. Probably some of you or a lot of you are familiar with this one. It has jingle bells, but then it also has a partner song to jingle bells. So it's just, you know, the kids obviously already know jingle bells. And then the second part that you pair with that, that partner song is pretty easy to teach. So it's really accessible and fun. And then my choir is also singing a song called Noon Gimel Haitian, which is about dreidel. And, uh, and if you're, you know, if you're a little bit tired of singing dreidel, 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 I made you out of clay and you want something different. Um, then I talked about lots of latkes and when, oh, when those are great as well, but this noon gimel Haitian, this arrangement is really fun. And I can link to that in the show notes. Um, two songs that I'm not doing this year, but I have often done. One is called Minka. And, uh, that one is just Again, really easy and accessible to put together. I believe it's a Russian folk song. It's got a partner song with it. Really, really fun. And then um, Christmas Time is Here from Peanuts. I just, that's another one that gets me choked up. I just love it so much. Um, There's really nothing better than hearing your choir sing that song. I just love it so much. So I will link to an arrangement I found that I really like for that song. And if you do have to do a uh, winter program or holiday program, then I do have one in my TPT store called Twas the Night Before Christmas. It's just based off of the poem Twas the Night Before Christmas. So you can have either student narrators read the poem, you know, one line at a time kind of thing, or you could have an adult dress up as Santa Claus, which could be really fun. Or you could have an adult dress up as like, you know, a man with like a, you know, pajamas and a long hat and that kind of thing. And that, and he reads the poem. The program is adapted for either, there's like a K2 version and a grades three to five version. So like for the K2 version, when it talks about not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse, then we sing mouse mousey. Um, when they talk about fairies, then there's a movement activity to dance with the sugar plum fairy, similar to what I just talked about. So the songs are selected based off of the text of the poem. And I think it's really easy to put together. So, you know, if you still have time, if you're listening to this and you're still trying to put something together, then you could check that out as well. All right. So just to recap, we talked about doing a sing-along, um, you know, some fun interactive games, and I'll link to a few free ones in the show notes, but I'll also link to the Santa's Stuck games for rhythm and melody. Um, And then some fun picture books. There are so many out there. I listed a few of my favorites, but there's tons of them out there. And then if you can do a mixer like the Jingle Bells dance or the Sleigh Ride Cup game or Dance with the Sugar Plum Fairy movement, and then some fun choir pieces as well as a program idea. All right. So before I wrap up, I do want to touch base about, um, you know, you might have some students in your room that aren't allowed to sing any holiday music. So 
I would just keep in mind, make sure that you know your student population and you know whether there, there are any students who are not allowed to sing any holiday music. And if you do have a student or more than one student who is not allowed, you just want to be mindful of that as you're planning your lessons where you have some kind of alternative activity for those students to do. Um, I've had students like put on headphones and listen to classical music and be able to choose from a stack of picture books that are about music or, you know, have some kind of musical storyline and they're able to read through books and not be distracted, not have to listen to the holiday music, um, listen to, like I said, classical music or jazz or whatever you want to listen to so that there's an alternate activity for those students. So I just try to keep that in mind and make sure that you are aware if there are any students that you need to adapt your instruction for. All right, so as far as what I'm reading now or what I'm consuming now, I just got a book for my birthday, which was yesterday, called Meditation Now. 10-Minute Meditations to Restore Calm and Joy Anytime, Anywhere. And this is by Elizabeth Renninger, but I can link to that in the show notes. So I've been intrigued by the idea of meditation, and I've tried some really basic meditation on my own, but I don't really totally know what I'm doing. So, you know, just with life being so busy and stressful, I thought it would be good to dive into this. So I started reading the first few pages last night, and... Just honestly, just reading it feels calming to me because of the content, you know, just talking about finding that inner peace. So I'm super excited to dig into that. So that's what I am consuming. Thank you so much for listening today. And uh, make sure that you tune in next time. In a couple weeks, I'll be putting out another podcast about how to refresh and rejuvenate over winter break. I thought about, you know, doing something a little bit more, you know, activity based for the music room, but I have to be honest and realize that, you know, when I'll be releasing that episode, most of you are going to be really focused on winter break as will I. So I thought that would be a good topic, how to refresh and rejuvenate over winter break. I really appreciate you listening. Let me know if you have any questions, feel free to, you know, leave a comment in the show notes. Or send me an email at aileen.miracle at yahoo.com. You can also check out my Instagram account at Mrs. Miracle's Music Room. And I also have a Facebook page called Mrs. Miracle's Music Room. And I have a Facebook group called Mrs. Miracle's Chat Room. So I'd love to hear from you in any of those places. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye.